Ezekiel 34, verse number 1. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor broke, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. But with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered. They were scattered because there was no shepherd. They became food for all of the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth and no one was seeking or searching for them. Verse 11, For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeks out his flocks on the day he is among his scattered sheep so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and I will bring them to their own land I will feed them on the mountains of Israel in the valleys and in the inhabited places of the country I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. They shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock. I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, strengthen what was sick, and I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse number 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. For the next little bit, I'm going to give you my heart with everything that I have, I'm going to reach for someone in this house. God is reaching for you. I'm going to title this message, The Love of the Shepherd. The Love of the Shepherd. Would you just bow your heads and just pray with me? God, I ask that you will allow what I have felt over the last few weeks to move in this house the overwhelming love of the shepherd your word is anointed I'm asking that you would anoint me anoint my lips of clay give me words to speak and wisdom to speak them in and anoint our ears to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord and everyone said amen you may be seated There are nine words that David penned that are probably some of the most famous words that he has ever 
written. When he penned them, we are not sure. Historians and academics, they believe and they tend to agree. And whenever you get this happening, you pay attention because that doesn't happen very much because everyone has an idea or an opinion of when something happened. But they tend to believe and agree that this was towards the end of his rule as king. That he penned these nine words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Nine words that we have used for encouragement. Nine words that we have used for strength. Nine words that we have used for testimonies and prophetic faith to say that God is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I think that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine. Had to make sure. You never know. You, when you're in the middle of the night and, and you're looking at a small text, <laughs> those nine words, he understood what it was about. He understood what it meant to be a shepherd. Because David himself was a shepherd. He understood the responsibility of being a shepherd. He knew that the sheep depended on him. I have another message that I have preached here that I told you that what people call and they look at sheep and they say that sheep are just dumb animals. They just follow. They just they have to have a shepherd if they're going to survive. I don't know about you this morning, but I have to have a shepherd if I'm going to survive. I, I didn't understand in times past whenever my pastor would make this statement that, that it bothers him whenever someone would say that they are the shepherd in his life. And, and, and I get what they were trying to say, but whenever I began to study and as God began to deal with me, I understood that there's no way that I could ever live up to the level of what a true shepherd is. The responsibility of, of watching over the sheep. The, the responsibility of making sure that all of their needs are met. That making sure that they are fed. Making sure that they are kept. And whenever they're wounded, making sure that they are healed. And trying his best to make sure that, that they are protected from even being wounded. Making sure that there's no fighting in between them. The, the responsibility of a shepherd never has a day off. It's not like David could just look around and say, oh, they'll take care of themselves. And sometimes we may look at it and say, oh, well, he could just go and he could do this or do that. But no, a true shepherd cared so much about the flock that they made sure that their needs were provided for, made sure that their needs were taken care of. And no matter what would come in or what would go out, there's something about the heart of a shepherd that knows that if it's going to be protected, it's going to be me. Listen to the words of David to Saul. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. David knew what these nine words were. He understood what it was about to be a shepherd whenever the enemy had come in and began to attack him. When members of his own family had come in and attacked him and tried to destroy him. David understood what it was about for the shepherd to be the one that comes in and protects him and keeps him and receives him. David understood what it was about. He knew what it meant to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now if history is is accurate in the timeline. It's nearly 3,000 years later and we're singing songs with these words. We used it this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We use it as a source of encouragement. Brother Chuck was up here and he was talking and he was just talking in the microphone and he began to say, the Lord is my shepherd. It's in our heart. It's on our lips. It's on our mind because we know that it means that God cares for us, that God loves us, that God is reaching for us. The Lord is my shepherd. 
in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our trials, in the middle of our situations. We've all had it more than likely. We've had it that we've just had to go to prayer and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I need the shepherd this morning. I need his direction. I need his protection. I need him to care for me. I need him this morning. And I tell you, as powerful as those first five words are, the Lord is my shepherd. It's those five words that make the rest of the psalm possible. It's those five words, the Lord is my shepherd, that we are able to say. It's because of that that I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside still waters, restoreth my soul, leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. How does he do it and why? Because he is my shepherd. I'm walking in the valley in the shadow of death and fearing no evil because you're with me. Your rod and your staff are comforting me. It's the shepherd that prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemy it's the shepherd that anoints my head with oil and makes my cup running over why could David in the psalm was saying surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever because he knew the shepherd he said there's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of the shepherd I know the shepherd and he is my shepherd and it's because of him that I'm able to dwell in his house forever it's because of him that I'm able to walk in the valley it's because of him that my enemies cannot defeat me it's because of the shepherd there's nothing that happens in my life without the shepherd. There's nothing that moves in my life without the shepherd. I can't go anywhere without the shepherd. I've got to have the shepherd. But if you will allow me this morning, we see, that's how we see the shepherd. I see the shepherd as he's my protector, he's my keeper, he's my provider, he's my Lord. Shepherd, he's my healer. But that's from the viewpoint of the sheep. How about the viewpoint of the shepherd? If you'll allow me this morning, that's what I'm going to give us. Because that's what God has laid on me this morning. I want to take it beyond how we see the shepherd. And I want us to see how the shepherd sees us. Let me read the words of Jesus to you in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd, said Jesus. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. A hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches in the sheep and it scatters them. The hireling flees because the hireling does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. Can I tell you this morning? He said, I am the good shepherd and let me tell you how far I'll go. I'm willing to lay down my life when others will leave you, when others will run away, when others leave you alone. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I am the good shepherd and I will lay down my life for you. I will go as far as it takes to make sure that you are saved. I am the good shepherd as the Father knows me. Even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also must I bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Can I tell you that Jesus is looking beyond just the Jews. He's looking to the Gentiles. He's looking to as many as are far off and he's saying that I've got sheep I've got sheep out there and I've got to go beyond what everybody else will do. I'm telling you, churches will only go so far. Religion will only go so far. But Jesus will go all the way to Calvary to make sure that you're saved, to make sure you're healed, to make sure that you're delivered. There's nothing like the love of an almighty God that says, I am the good shepherd. There's none like me. There's none beside me. I will lay down my life for you. 
I am the good shepherd. It's only a few. Brother Darren, thank you, brother. It's only a few chapters later in John chapter 15 that we get these words. Greater love hath no man than this. Than a man would lay down his life for a friend. Greater love. I'm the good shepherd. I will lay down my life for my sheep. No greater love. But I've often looked at that and wondered, how great is the love? Because when he laid down his life, we were still in sin and trespasses. We were not friends of God. Because we were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. And still he looks ahead in time and he says, the good shepherd is going to lay down his life for his sheep. The love of a shepherd goes beyond right now. The love of the shepherd goes beyond where you are. The love of the shepherd goes beyond what you're facing. The love of the shepherd goes beyond your, your, your current situation. The love of the shepherd looks ahead in time and says, I have already bought you. I have claimed you. Can I tell you the shepherd will go to Calvary for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Can I tell you the price was not paid with corruptible things such as gold and silver but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ and it's the good shepherd that loves you that laid his life down for you and bought you with a price and so now he's able to say you belong to me I'm not hiring it out I bought you with a price I am a loving father I am a holy God I am the good shepherd whatever you need to call him he said, I've bought you with a price. What I feel this morning is there are those that are asking and feeling if he's the good shepherd and he really cares, then why did he allow me to get hurt? Why am I scattered? You've been wounded. You've been taken advantage of. Those you trusted used you. I don't know, maybe it was family, maybe it was maybe it was ministry. I don't know how it happened or where it happened. But if I can tell you the weak, you have not been strengthened. You haven't no one has come along and healed you whether you were sick. They've not bound up the broken places. They've not brought you back to health. And you're looking and you're saying, if everything you're telling me is true, then why am I feeling what I feel this morning? I am I feeling so scattered? because God is looking down and he sees you where you are and he says I am not the one that scattered you I am not the one that hurt you will you please look beyond your hurt and see there is a loving father there is a good shepherd that is reaching for you that is longing to be in your presence that said I bought you with a price and I know there have been those that have hurt you I'm going to take care of them but in my presence there's healing. In my presence there's joy. In my presence there's restoration. In my presence there's everything you have need of. The love of a shepherd. I said it Wednesday night. He told us there's a conspiracy among our prophets. The wolves, they're tearing at their prey. The prophets have spoken and said, Thus saith the Lord, and the Lord has not spoken. I want you to understand that God sees everything you've been through. God sees everything you've faced. God knows who and what. And I'm here to tell you that you need to get to the place that you allow God to let you have healing, to let you have forgiveness. Yes, you need forgiveness too. You need forgiveness for allowing bitterness to come into your life. But God said, I will heal you of that bitterness.
bitterness and I will forgive you of all of your sins. I will take it all away because I'm a good shepherd and I'm going to leave the 90 and 9 and I'm going to find the one that is lost, the one that is scattered. I'm willing to leave it all to come and find you. I'm searching. I'm seeking for you. were scattered Jesus looked at them and said oh they're scattered like sheep without a shepherd I don't know how or when it happened but I wanted to know more about what it means to be scattered and in its original context scattered translates or can be defined as wounded. Jesus was moved with compassion because the people were wounded without a shepherd. Shepherd doesn't change. Shepherd remains the same. The only translation for shepherd is shepherd, one who tends the flock. But scattered, and it's the same. Old Testament and New Testament, it's the same. Wounded. Wounded. Jesus says, my people, they're scattered. They're wounded. He's looking at you this morning. He's searching for you this morning. As my sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every hill, yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth. No one was seeking or searching for them. So I indeed myself will search for my sheep. What did I tell you on Wednesday night? He said, so I sought for a man among them. To build up the wall. To stand in the gap. But I found none. But because he found none, it doesn't mean that he just leaves you where you are. He looks down and he begins to walk and he begins to search and he begins to seek the same God that was looking for someone this morning. Please hear me. He loves you. He's your good shepherd and he's here this morning searching for you. You will allow me to put it this way. He's walking up and down these aisles. He's walking up and down these aisles. He's walking in between the seats. And he's searching. He's walking by and he says, They're hurt, they're broken. They're lost. They don't even know if I'm real or not. I don't know when it happened or where it happened, but God sees it. And the only thing he sees is what you're hurt. And the Bible says he's moved with compassion. He sees your hurt. He's searching for you. He wants to take you out and he wants to deliver you from the darkness. He wants to anoint your head with oil. I'm going to tell you that you've carried it too long. You're weary this morning, but what you've carried, you've carried for too long. He wants to restore your soul. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. That word grabbed my heart. To drive something away is, it's an, it's a purposeful act. Somehow, some way, something that happened that drove you away. Maybe it was just a lack of wisdom. I don't know what it was, but God said, I see 
I see and I'm seeking for you this morning because I want to bind your, your broken places and I want to strengthen you when you're sick. That really gives me a new understanding to Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Good Shepherd said, I've come to seek. I'm looking. I'm searching. But not just seek for you. I've come to save. I'm here to seek and to save that which was lost. Matthew said when he saw the crowd was scattered like sheep, he was moved with compassion tell you if you look at that scripture I read it to us in the first part of the scripture he's healing the sick he's taking care of, of all of the things their physical ailments but when he sees the people are scattered that's when compassion hit him And tell you that you may have healing and, and power and all of those things are moving in the house. But whenever the good shepherd looks down and he sees that his people are wounded spiritually, they're wounded emotionally, that's when the shepherd begins to get involved. That's when the shepherd says, oh, I'm moved with compassion. And if you look up that word, it goes beyond just a feeling or an emotion. It actually talks about his inward parts the liver and the lungs, the heart, the organs of the inside. It said he was so consumed with it that his actual inward organs began to move. That's where we get that the inward man has a soul. He said what was on the inside of him actually physically moved because he saw his people were so wounded. That's how much your God loves you. Your God loves you so much that the physical man and Jesus Christ is completely moved and torn on the inside because he sees your brokenness, he sees your weariness, he sees your wounded. I know, I know. He's walking, he's searching, he's seeking. the love of the shepherd this morning it's the love of the shepherd Bethel please hear me because he wants us aware if you're here and you're saying oh well he is my shepherd and I shall not want everything's good I, I'm just I'm closer to heaven today than I was yesterday everything's good well then hear me in this part because this is for you he wants you aware. He wants you aware because he turned to the disciples immediately after it happened. And he said, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. There are so many broken and scattered people. Jesus was looking around and he was healing everybody. He was touching them. They were moving and the crowd saw him and they ran and they were just so, they were swarming where he was at. And he began to understand that these people are like sheep without a shepherd and as he was moved on the inside almost immediately they tell us that he turned to the disciples and says look at the field it's white and ready to harvest I want someone to understand that you've got to be aware there are broken people in this town there are broken people in this house there are broken people in your family in your neighborhood there's got to be somebody that understands there's a harvest and some Somebody's got to care enough to reach for them, to love them. But please heed me, heed what I'm about to say. You've also got to be aware of one fact. It's His harvest. Be, care be careful what you say. 
because it's his harvest. Be careful. Because they're his sheep. Oh, how can you say that? They're living in sin. Such were some of you. Such. So was I. It's his harvest. We've got to understand that they were bought with the same price that we were bought with. It does not matter to me whether they were driven away or they walked away of their own accord and they were bitter and they just said, I want nothing to do with the church or with God. It doesn't matter. You talk to them with love. You reach for them with love. You pray for them with love. You treat them with love. Why? Because it's not my harvest. It's his. And if I'm willing to love somebody that nobody else will, they're going to know the good shepherd is reaching for them. There's got to be somebody that's willing to go into the harvest. It's his harvest. But we are the laborers. We're the laborers. We're the laborers. I'm just going to be honest and transparent. I've been praying God. Send laborers. And this is, I was praying it like this. I said, God, it's, it's your harvest anyway. But I didn't put all of this together. <laughs> I was kind of being like, it's your harvest. <laughs> you know, it's, I've been on jobs before, and I work for Brother Jerry. The whole going to look good for my house. <laughs> Not my house. It looked good for my house. I won't, I won't see the problems. It was, it was almost that kind of prayer. God, those are your people. Send somebody to get them. But it's like he just he broke me over these last three weeks. He said, those are my people. Brother Cameron, I'm not any better than they are. I just happen to be in a different place right now in my relationship with him. But when it all comes down to it, they're his people. And he said, I want you to look. He was moved. He was moved. There was nothing in between what happened. There was nothing that happened. That's why the writer was able to say, I knew that he was moved with compassion because immediately he turned to us and said that the field is white. He said, I could feel the passion of the shepherd. And that's why I can stand before you this morning. And I can reach for you with everything that I have. Because the love of a shepherd is looking at you and saying, I'm not concerned with where you are right now. But I'm willing to take you where you need to be. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to bring condemnation. In fact, there is no condemnation in him. But there is love. And love will bring conviction. And his conviction will draw you to him. I say, God, send your love. Send the love of a shepherd. Let it convict me. Let it grab a hold of me. I need the love of a shepherd. So my family members, those that have spoken and said things that have hurt, you, me, all of us, None of us are immune to it. We've all been disappointed. We've all been let down. We've all been hurt. And Bethel, there are people around you right now. Hear me, please. They may, they may be wounded. Their story may be different from you. you your lineage... In Pentecost, 
in the apostolic doctrine, you may be able to go back to Moses. You may be able to count and everything in between. There's never been a dark ages. There's never been anything with you. And there may be someone beside you that they are a first time. They don't even have a lineage. They don't ever understand what I mean by lineage. They just know that I'm here and I feel something that I've never felt before. That's the field. That's the white harvest. That's something that's ready for you to love them, for you to care about them. I'm telling you, we're all going to have the same reward if we hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm not here for anything else but to make sure that I take as many with me as I can because he's not here. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all, all, all come to repentance. Even, yes, even them. Insert whoever the even is for you, but yes, even them. Ezekiel 22, and I saw it for a man among them that should make up the hedge. Is your family worth it? He's searching this morning. He's searching for you. Bethel, he's searching for an intercessor. He's searching for someone that's just going to care enough to be bothered. I don't even know that you have to be moved. There's no way that we could ever really be moved like he was moved. But can you at least be bothered? Preach to me. Can I be bothered enough? That I will say, you're the good shepherd. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. And oh, you're telling me to pray? I'm going to get on my knees. But it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. Because somewhere on this face, on the face of this earth, there's someone that's broken that needs to know there's a shepherd that cares about them. There's someone that's broken that needs to know someone is standing in the gap for them. He said, I'm searching for someone. Please let him find someone at Bethel. Let him find someone that cares enough that they're not willing to let anyone die and go to hell because they've got some kind of thought or some kind of preconceived notion. Get rid of that get to an altar pray it through and say God whatever you need me to do I'm willing to do I want to get rid of the pain I want to get rid of the hurt I want to get rid of the bitterness why because the shepherd needs somebody to stand in the camp the same shepherd is seeking I'm going to tell you something else, Bethel. He's also seeking for worshipers. It's the same word. He's the father. He's the shepherd. Oh, you want me to prove it? Sure. Okay. How about John 4 and 23? But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth. It doesn't end there. Father seeketh. Same word. The exact same word. Such to worship him. The Father, see, that's the difference to us. He's the Father. And he's searching for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. But to the lost and broken, he's the shepherd. And on this road, there may be someone that says, oh, you're the shepherd. And on this road, oh, I need, I need a father. He said, it's me. We're the same. And I'm seeking for both. I'm seeking for both. 
Bethel, I need you to be worshipers. I need you to be interceders. I need you to be someone that cares enough to care about the person around you because for them, I'm the good shepherd and I'm reaching for them. I'm here because they're scattered. I'm here because they're wounded. That's why we've got to worship. That's why we've got to praise. The Father is seeking our worship and the shepherd is seeking the broken and he's doing it at the same time because it's the love of the shepherd. The love of the shepherd says, look at the field. There's a lot of broken people. I close with this. Hebrews 4 and 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. If you'll allow me, please, I'm not going to add to and I'm not going to take away. I'm just going to give you a Greg paraphrase. We have a good shepherd that is touched by our wounds. And he has felt them all himself. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to have those closest to you lie on you. He knows what it's like to be wounded. He knows what it's like. Revelation, he knows what it's like to be the sheep, the lamb. Revelation 13 and 8, he is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. A little bit more of 1 Peter 1.18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but from vain conversation received by traditions handed down by your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. knows what it's like to be wounded. He knows what it's like to be searching for a way out. If there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. If, if there's any other way that I don't have to go through this, nevertheless, and then to come back and find those that are closest to you that you've drawn and asked them to pray with you to find them sleeping. What? You couldn't even watch with me for an hour? Facing this alone? When's the last time you felt that way? Those that you wanted and believed would help you, would care for you. He didn't deserve it. But he was pierced for our transgressions. And he was, in the original it says he was crushed. He was physically crushed for my sins. The good shepherd said, I'll die for my sheep. But he's the good shepherd. He's so good that he said, I'll even come and I'll be the sheep. I'll be the lamb slain. I'll be the stone that the builder rejected. I'll step out of all of heaven. And I'll step into time. And I'll be crushed. And by me being crushed, you're going to be healed. 
we stand? I feel your loneliness this morning. It's overwhelming. In a crowd of people, but you're all alone. The shepherd is here to touch you this morning. To take care of your loneliness. If you'll allow me, I'm sorry. I am so sorry that you were hurt. I am sorry that you were scattered. I'm sorry that you were wounded. But the shepherd is in the house. And he doesn't say, I'm sorry. He just says, I'm going to heal. He meets you where you are. Because he's searching. It's an active search. It's a verb. He's searching. He's seeking. He's on the move. And I know I know you felt you felt it. You felt the enemy as he's attacked you. It feels like he's torn you everything you believed in, everything you had hope in, everything you had faith in, everything you trusted, feels like it's been destroyed. But the good shepherd is looking down saying, I'm here. Let me take care of that. But I chose this picture out of, out of all the ones that I could find because the description said, the shepherd is leading the flock. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, once I find them, they have to be willing to follow me. Once I meet them where they are, they have to be willing to come and follow me. It's okay if you're limping. Spiritually, you may be limping a little bit, but there's a brother or a sister beside you that's going to say, lean on me. Come on. Let's follow the shepherd. Oh, it's, it's not enough to know that he's searching. It's not enough to feel, to know that he's found you. There's got to be something that says, I'm going to. I'm going to lay down the hurt. I'm going to lay down the pain. I'm going to lay down the loss. And I'm going to follow you. See, the shepherd is just saying, I found you. Now what are you going to do? It's okay. It's okay. He's not judging. He loves you. That's why he's searching. Every head bowed and every eye closed, and I'm going to ask us to come to the front in just a second. I'm going to ask that we would all come to the front. We could come as the body, as the flock, and get in touch with the shepherd. But if you are in this house this morning, when everyone comes, and you will come forward,
God will touch you. He will turn it around. And the weight that you have been, the weight that you have been carrying, it will be at the altar, never to be picked up again. But you've got to be willing. He wants to restore. He wants to uplift. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you strength. I don't know what it is that you're facing. It just, you just may be weary. And somewhere along the way, you were so weary that you just couldn't keep up. And so now you find yourself wondering, where's the flock? The shepherd is here saying, here we are. Bethel, would you come? Would you come to the front and find a place to play, to pray? Would you come make this an altar? Come on. He's seeking for you too. It's his, it's his harvest. It's his harvest. Are you tired of carrying that weight around? Are you tired of the loneliness? Are you Wondering where I belong. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, Bethel. Cry out to him. Huh.